You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 92 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom representing the kingdom. Myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. So here we are again. After an inspiring win against the Raiders a week ago, the Chiefs find themselves descending into mediocrity with an uninspiring performance against the Green Bay Packers. What's happening with the 2023 Chiefs? Why do they look so flat on the sidelines? We'll be chewing the fat on this before checking in on how things stand with the Arrowhead Pride Power Rankings and giving you our preview of the Chiefs' Week 14 matchup against the Buffalo Bills. But first... time for the Chiefs to snap out of it. Where's this team's championship swagger gone, Tom? First of all, inspiring win against the Raiders. <laughs> is, that how, is that how bad things have become? Inspiring <laughs> win against the Raiders. They just beat the Raiders and is now an inspiring win. What did it inspire, Brad? Well, are you? I- I think after 14, going 14-0 down against the Raiders and coming back and winning how they did, I, I thought, you know what? Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe this might be lightning the boilers and away we go. Um, that was probably the most ex- inspiring thing about it. I think it's probably the most inspiring thing we've seen all season from this Chiefs team. I'm so glad we didn't record a podcast last week. <laughs> so, 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 so glad. Because I know what would have happened. We'd have come onto this podcast and we would have been like, we're back, baby. Here we go. Let's go. And we would have been sat there all like cocksure of ourselves. We're going to beat the Packers. I I know who I am. That's that's who I am. I know exactly who you are as well. Yeah, yeah. It would have been like, there would have been no realism involved. It would have just been rose-tinted glasses. The Chiefs are back. They're going to win it all. They're going to run the table, all of this. And it would have come crashing back down to us. So I'm kind of glad that, we didn't record a podcast last week. <laughs> but man, was it bad at the weekend. Like, Horrific. It was... The Chiefs got outplayed by Jordan Love and Matt LaFleur. 
Like, yep. Yeah. And it wasn't just like the Chiefs were bad. They got like thoroughly outplayed by the Packers. In all forms of the game, yes, absolutely outplayed. Um, referees don't even come they, into, into the question care. here. They, they, yeah, I really don't care, care about the referee, the referee yeah. discussion at the minute because it was just the Chiefs really just did not have that game in the palm of their hands at any uh, point. It was obvious from the first drives. Like yeah. it was just the first drive the Packers go down the field methodically, scoring their first drive made it look pretty easy. Yeah. First drive the Chiefs moved the ball pretty well themselves. Then a dumb penalty, I think, against Travis Kelsey, was it? Pass interference against him. Oh, uh, yeah. But again, that was, and again, the refs no, calling that was it. one thing. But... We're not going to. Yeah. No, we're not. We're not. Pushed off, okay? He shouldn't, he shouldn't yeah. be pushing off in the red zone, right? So, dumb penalty. Then the Packers score again on the next drive, don't they? I think, uh, does he go 14? Was it 14 for at one point? Yeah, it was 14. Yeah, it was, yeah. yeah. They moved the ball methodically again. Then the Chiefs get another drive, stalls in the red zone again because of penalty and sacks. Yeah. Just the Chiefs really, really know how to get in their own way at the moment. And it's it's just depressing to watch. Like I, I didn't watch the game live because mm. I had such a busy day on work on Monday that I couldn't possibly get up at half one to watch the game morning at that time of the morning. So what I did was I got up about half past five before work. Yeah. I quickly blitzed through it, like skipped all the adverts and stuff like that. I managed to do the whole game in an hour and a half, which I trust me is a much better way to watch bad football games. Yes. Like, I would have been a nightmare at half past one on, on the comms and basically on Twitter if everything was going bad as it was. Like it would have been awful. So I'm kind of glad that I didn't get to rant on social media during the game. <laughs> I just bashed out an hour and a half. But still, it was just really, really, really bad. Yeah. Just, not fun. It's it, it's not fun supporting this team at the moment. Do you know we were just saying that before we went on air, really before we started recording, wasn't it? It, it I I can't remember a time where I've watched a, a Mahomes-led team like this suddenly become so flat and so boring to watch. Again, I don't know if it's play calling. I don't know if it's the the actual personnel or whether it's a mixture of both. It just seems as though even when you look at the players on the sideline at the minute and even in press conferences, nobody seems up for it. There's just something, there's just not a spark there that can really kind of uplift the team. Even Kelsey's looking like it on the sideline. I I think I saw a picture of him and Pacheco sat next to each other on the sideline and they both just sat there just staring into space. Not one of them is trying to get the other one hyped up. Um, yeah, I, I noticed that by the way. I noticed the amount of times it cut to Kelsey. I don't know if it was because Taylor was in the stands, but the amount <laughs> of times it just cut to Kelsey just sat on his own on the bench. Weird, isn't on it? His own. No one around him, just sat, looking all glum, like yeah. annoyed that he had to be there almost, or annoyed what was going on. Yeah, there's something funny. The body language, the way they're talking, it's just there's a well, not even the way they're talking. There's a lot of talk coming from the Chiefs. Oh, we need to fix this. We know what's going wrong. We've got to hold ourselves accountable and stuff. Like they're saying all the right, all the right things, but then that's not happening on the pitch or on the field afterwards. It just seems like they're like they're all the all the gear, no idea at the moment. It's just a bit of a it's just it's just like there's my analysis. It's <laughs> hashtag analysis. Uh well I mean after all the issues that we've had of the Chiefs not scoring in the second half. We're now spluttering in the first half because in this game they, they scored three points in the first quarter, three points in the second quarter, and that's pretty much it. And that was that was that was lucky for us. Look, watching this game, it, it was just like I said at the beginning, uninspiring. It's just completely flat. And I've never seen a team, a Chiefs team like this in the Mahomes era, where nothing seems to be magic. I think there was one pass, wasn't there, where he did almost like this kind of hop step that yeah. kind of throw um, to Kelsey, yeah. which was, that was like, oh, wow, we did something. Yeah. And then it was back to mediocrity again. Yeah. But the last Brav. part, Holmes didn't play particularly bad. No. Either. It just it feels like the offense isn't working. The offense did work when it ran through Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, yeah, great. Pretty good. Like, he had a hell of a game. The interior offensive line seemed like they had a good game in the run in the run game, there seemed like to be a good plan for the run. Like there was this one run where Pacheco got first contact was like six yards, but it ended <laughs> up going for like 16 because they're, they're, everyone just pushed him and kept pushing him and pushing him and pushing him. 
Yeah. And suddenly you're like, okay, this is this big physical team. And if that's the way the Chiefs want to build their identity for this year because the receivers are so crap, then fine, let's do it. But don't abandon it. If that's going to be mm. your ID, good defense and a strong run game, just lean into it, steer into it as far much as you want to. But the Chiefs went in Chiefs and they thought, right, actually, let's get away from something that's working. Let's try passing the ball to these receivers who are just no good. And ultimately, mm. the Packers had a plan and stuck to it. The Chiefs had a plan and bailed from it. And that's why they lost this game. Yeah, there was there was obviously the interception for Mahomes as well, which, again, it just looked as though both players completely off the page, wasn't it, of yeah. what the actual route was or what the actual yeah. pass was going to be. Um, complete disarray. Um, why are you why are you putting Sky Moore in that position in the first place? Yeah, because that's who he is. Like clearly, something wasn't right with that play. Like we will never ever know. We can have our opinions based on what we see, mm-hmm. but we will never know what happened on that play because Mahomes will never throw Sky under the bus because he won't because he's that kind of guy. Yeah, and Andy Reid's not going to sit there and go, oh, "I'm going to blame Sky Moore. I'm going to blame Mahomes." He just said. This is something we've got to sort out. But if you know that you have issues with a receiver where you can't get that connection, yeah, and these routes that are pretty delicate as they are, you need to make sure you're doing that with a guy you do have that connection with. Like that needs to be with Travis Kelsey. Mm. That can't be with Sky freaking more when you're in a four minute drive <laughs> to four minute drill to try and win the game. First and ten, you're running the ball really freaking well, you've got an RPO on, which is opening up a massive hole for um, Isaiah Pacheco to get five, six yards on first down in a four-minute drill, and you're trying that pass to Sky Moore. Yes, Sky Moore might have run the wrong route, but that's you on an offense for putting it in a position in the first place. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't get why the Chiefs continue to persist with players that aren't offering anything. Yeah. Literally nothing from Sky Moore, nothing from MBS. Yet we are sticking with these guys. Like, why is Noah Gray only playing thirty six percent of the snaps? Why, why is why is that happening? Why is Sky Moore playing sixty odd percent and Noah Gray is playing thirty six? Like, just you've, you're running the ball really well. So lean into it. Play more tight ends. Play more twelve personnel. Thirteen pers- personnel. Bring Blake Bell on as well. I don't mind. Yeah. But do your best to put yourself in a position where you're not reliant on Sky Moore and Mahomes having to have a connection, where you're not reliant on MBS and Mahomes having to have a connection because they don't have it. Like, if this was Tinder, they would not be swiping right. <laughs> There'd be That's, no match right there. There'd be there no is match. no match. <laughs> this blind date, Silla Black goes, ah, oh, let's reveal the blind date. Or for, like, the millennials... Single man, reveal yourself. <laughs> <laughs> then they're going to turn. They're going to walk out, and the woman's going to go, "Ah, uh-uh, nah, not you. No likey, definitely not no you. Lighty. No likey, no likey. <laughs> definitely, <laughs> definitely not. Because MBS and Sky Moore, they ain't it. No, <laughs> Trust me, just they not are it. not it. And the Chiefs really, really need to figure this out. Yeah. I, I can't believe they haven't. And they just really need to key in and just go, nah, these guys just need to be left back in Kansas City. But like, seriously, not, it, I just like, don't get it. It's week 14 coming up, right? Yeah. And we still haven't figured out this offense yet. In fact, the people who are watching the, the, this Chiefs team haven't figured out what this identity of this offense yeah. is yet. So it must be frustrating for the likes of Andy Reid to go, well, we, we haven't got something on here that we can really kind of pinpoint or at least kind of grab hold of and make it an identity because at the minute, the guys are Pacheco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but that's not the but that's not that's not the only thing. It's almost like he he's he doesn't want to go towards Isaiah Pacheco too much because then it gets too predictable. And I hear it quite often where people are saying, "Ah, oh, well, maybe it's just they're not opening up the playbook enough, and you know they're going to keep it for the playoffs and stuff." No, no, no. We're hit. We're hitting a point now. We are what eight and four now. Is it going yeah. into into week fourteen? Yep. There's other teams that are just a game behind that can really chip away at this Chiefs kind of lead, let's say, in the win-loss columns. And we run the risk of 
being one of the bottom dwellers of almost like the wild card rounds. No, we don't. We're not going to be a wild card. Uh, no, but you know no, what I mean. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are going to win their division still. Oh yeah, they'll still, yeah, they'll still win, the win the division, and winning the division is going to guarantee themselves a home playoff game. But you want to be in a position where if you're not going to have the number one seed, where if the number one seed does slip up in divisional weekend, then you're yeah. hosting the AFC Championship game. Like that's the position you want to be in. Where obviously if they fall to the third or the fourth seed, which is where they're at currently, yeah, the chance of them having a, an AFC Championship game at Arrowhead is minimal. So. As they currently are, Mahomes is absolutely going on the road in the playoffs. Um, I, think, I think that's a given now. I really do. If they can get to the second seed, they can get to the second seed, they stand a chance of the first seed dropping a game to the fourth seed or whoever in the in, in divisional weekend. That can happen, right? Yeah. Would you be would you be surprised if the Bills snuck in and then they knocked off the the Ravens or the uh or the Dolphins in divisional weekend? Like that wouldn't surprise me, right? No. So the, 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 there are a chance for the Chiefs to still to have the number one seed, but that has to be from the second seed. That that can't be from the third seed because you're not going to be that lucky where both the Ravens and the Dolphins are going to get knocked out in either the wild card round and then the divisional round. Like, yeah. That's not going to happen. This so is what Chiefs, I'm saying. It, the Chiefs need to hurry up and need to get a sense of urgency because they have to, they have to get that second seed. Like the first seed's not out the window; they're still well uh-huh. in play for that. Like even despite how badly they're playing offensively, they are still in it. They've still got an easier schedule. Not, I'm not saying easy, but an easier schedule than the likes of the Ravens, who still have to go to have to play the 49ers, still have to play the the uh, Dolphins, mm-hmm. for example. They're playing the Rams, who look a bit better than they have done recently as well. So yeah, they, they, it's not it's not uh, like out of the question that they're the number one seed. But what they don't want to do, they don't want to fall into the third and the fourth and hang around there because then when it gets to the playoffs, you're you're relying on other teams doing you a favour, yeah. and then your ability to go on the road potentially twice, maybe uh, at least once, to go and win the playoff game to then make the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's what I'm meaning by the bottom dwellers. It's, it's almost like it's fallen out of our hands a bit more, a bit quicker now. Or it feels like it anyway, because mm. without that identity and that fear factor of playing against the Chiefs, we've just seen right. the Packers absolutely own us. Yeah. Absolutely own us. And they've played it with love. Who was very good? Who's, who's it, been very good for the last few weeks? It was really excellent. Good. They had just had an excellent plan. They like they they knew that the crossing routes was going to work against this Chiefs team, mm-hmm. and they executed it really well. They ran the ball just to maintain a, a level of balance. They used play action well. They used a lot of pre snap movement, and their young receivers won. So, and more more importantly, their offensive line won because it just seemed like the the mm-hmm. Chiefs defensive line couldn't get anywhere near him. And when they did blitz, there was a plan to deal with it. So I, I, I feel like the, the Packers thoroughly outcoached. They uh, did the their team. homework. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah the, uh, Matt LaFleur thoroughly outcoached Steve Spagnuolo on, on Sunday. And I think that's the first time we can say all season that Steve Spagnuolo has been outcoached, which mm-hmm. they play to the Packers. Like there's a reason why the Packers have been there or thereabouts to the playoffs the last few years, like, like since he's yeah. been there. Oh, not it, just because Aaron Rodgers, because they're 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 a good team with a good organization, good head coach, yeah. good stability. So they they are they're on the up right now. So losing to them in itself isn't such a bad thing, but it's the way that you lose the game, like the way that you can still have all of that go against you, but be in a position to win a game, but then get in your own way mm. again and over and over again. That's where my issues with Sunday's game lie. I think the injuries to the, a lot of the defensive players seem to be causing a bit of an issue as well because obviously Drew Tranquil went down. What was it? The seventh play of the game, which yeah, that wasn't gonna, that was that was not great. That's not going to help because obviously he's been monumental in that middle of defense. And Nick Bowen's he's our top tackler so. as well. Yeah, so it's yeah. that's not going to help. But I still think that the Packers were doing bits that would have negated Drew Tranquil anyway. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they probably would have been put him in sticky coverage situations. They still would have had the success. They might have had a few more negative plays in the run game, for example, and put them in like bad situations when it comes to second and third and long. Mm. But I feel like the Packers were doing enough through the air um, that they would have had success regardless, even after Brian Cook's injury. Like they just looked like they were clicking, uh, clicking and firing all cylinders. I will say this as well. Love didn't have really star wide receivers either, really, has he? If you think no, about it, he's got he's got a collection of guys in dubs, 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 uh, Reed, dubs. Christian Watson. They've got yeah. they've got a number of guys who are all young wide receivers mm. that can do it. And oh, look, there you go, Brett Veach. Look, you can have a collection of young receivers that can 
that are good and be good. <laughs> like there you go. So I, I just think the Packers are set up very well set up to, to not contend this year. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year. No. Um, they might make the playoffs. They might may find a way, way to sneak in ahead of the Vikings in a for a wild card spot. But if if you're a Packers fan, this is the type of win that you hang your hat on and you think, right, this this is what we can be. Like as a team, like we offensively, we have a, a, a an offense that we can build around, and then defensively, we can shut some big teams out. And like the, obviously, the Chiefs aren't an offense that we once were, but it's still no easy fee, is it, to to stop Patrick Mahomes? He is at the end of the day QB one in this league. So to even stopping an offense that's run by fifteen is an achievement in itself. So if you're the Packers now, you're looking into next year, you're thinking. Sky's the limit for this team. So, yeah, fair play to them. They're well-deserved. And that's why I refused that. The referees were bad. We got a bad call. Obviously, um, the Packers were unlucky with a certain call on hit out of bounds as mm. well. The the pass interference on Rashi Rice was questionable as well. Um, but, yeah, the referees didn't help our case. But they are, like, problem number seven in a list of things that the Chiefs have right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just looking over our shoulders a little bit at the minute, um, I was thankful the Broncos actually got beat this week. Yeah, so was I. Um, because if they'd won that game, they'd have been seven and five. Obviously, we're eight and four. That's when the pressure starts. Um, so I'm thankful the Broncos got beat because they've been they've they've started to hit kind of winning streak at the minute, haven't they? Uh, what is it? Three games in a row they won, and that one of them was against us as well. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm anxiously just having a quick look over the shoulder at the moment and just seeing the Broncos just sitting there and I'm thinking, uh, you know, if they'd won that, I think we'd be panicking a little bit more than what we are right now. But Yeah, certainly, because if you consider the Broncos' schedule for the next like they've got, okay, a tough one on Sunday night, um, or Saturday night, rather, the football, um, against the Lions. That's a tough one. Um, that is a tough one, yeah. And after that, they've got the Patriots, Chargers, and, and Raiders. So, Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. So had they been <laughs> the Texans, well, they would have been 7-5, and five, and it would have been out of the question for them to finish the season 10-7 and seven or even 11-6, and six, Yeah. Um, which the way the Chiefs are playing currently may or may not have been enough to win the AFC West. But I feel like that two-game two um, gap in between the two teams is probably a bit too much for them to make up right now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, I'm sick of all this doom and gloom. When are the Chiefs going to turn on the style and get this championship swagger back? Yeah, this I feel the exact same way, mate. Like, what doesn't help, and I alluded to this in rankings this week, is that before, when the Chiefs lost, before social media, the Chiefs lost, you were mm-hmm. off for an hour, and then you got over it, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you had the odd reminder of, like, newspapers or what tv or the internet or whatever but you never really like got like bombarded with uh this that bloody blah sky more this envious this refs that andy we play calling that you know you wasn't bombarded but like now it's like for the last what 36 hours every time i look at my phone all i see is people blaming someone blaming the other guy screenshots yeah yeah, i'm just like analysts talking about and it just makes it so much worse it's like almost like the Chiefs aren't bad, right? They're, they're not playing very well, but they're not a bad team. But yeah. And this is going to sound hyperbolic. No, no, I'm overreacting. But it's almost worse now than it like has been for donkey's years. Like it, it's, it, it's not like Matt Castle bad, right? But it almost feels as bad because it's constantly in your face. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. such is the expectation that we've kind of built for this team. Like with championships, Super Bowls, AFC Championship games, Mahomes MVPs, because our standards are so high for it, we come to expect. Like for me, any season the Chiefs aren't winning the Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes is a lost season. Like mm. they should be Super Bowl or bust every single year. So because you've got those expectations, it always feels bad. Like even worse when they're not living up to it. Like when it was yeah. Matt Castle, you knew we were like Tyler Thigpen a quarterback. I-, I love Tyler Thigpen, right? Yeah, I, I, I've got a soft spot in my heart for Tyler Thigpen, but I knew the Chiefs were limited. Yeah. So you're kind of like oh, over it. But when they aren't limited, when they have number 15, when they have a defense that's playing so well, like if they're not playing up to that standard and they're losing games that they probably should be winning, it yeah. just seems to feel so much worse. And that's my real issue with supporting the Chiefs at the moment. It feels like we're wasting a season. That's what it feels yeah. like to me. It feels yeah. like we're wasting something here where we had it great. We had 
obviously the likes of Tyreek Hill there and everyone, or, you know, we had at least one star wide receiver that was kind of making all the players happen or, um, you know, in amongst it. And I just feel that this ball fest of a, of a season so far has just felt like a waste. And it's horrible to say that when you think, well, we're eight and four. Why, why are you kicking off about, about an eight and four team? It's because you can see it coming. You can see how this team is almost trending each, each week, we have flashes every now and again. We've had about three games where we've felt really confident about this team Yeah. after a result. I mean, even even against the, the teams like the Dolphins and stuff, you know, we defense played brilliantly, the offense spluttered, and it was all it was pretty much the same thing that we've had all season. And you just fear the next team coming up. And I had not felt that in a long time, where we're fearing who we're going to be playing next. Yeah, I I'm completely and utterly with you here. Like, yeah, you look at the playoffs now, and the as it stands, like if the playoffs ended today, we'd have to play the Browns in our head. Right, I'm still okay with that. Right, I've, we can be the yeah. Browns in our head. We've done it in the playoffs before. Like they've got a great defense. Miles Garrett is phenomenal, but cool, I'm yeah. not particularly worried about their offense. Right, yeah. okay, but then we'd have to go to Baltimore afterwards. Okay, and would we beat that team? I I. Maybe, 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 but maybe. I wouldn't be confident. I, I should imagine that the Ravens would be favourites. And then it's like we get through Baltimore. Oh, guess what? We've got to go to Miami and face Tyreek Hill. And like we've already done the business on them once this year. But do we really think we're going to have a similar level of success defensively against them if we played them second time around? Yeah. They don't see it. Like I feel like they would come up with a plan to counter what we would do if we try doing the same thing mm. again pressing them at the line of scrimmage or whatever. I feel like they would beat us in the run game, maybe, like with Mozart. Mozart? Yeah. Mozart? <laughs> He's Mozart. <a> <laughs> <laughs> He's a composer. Imagine Mozart lined up in the background. <laughs> Just conducting the offense. <laughs> Raheem Mozart. <laughs> and uh, for a, a chain. Rather. <laughs> I really pulls that up, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can imagine them just hitting us with a one-two punch, right? And then they're beating us. They're beating yeah. the uh, Chiefs. So, like, yeah, I, 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 my confidence with this team is probably at an all-time low. And yeah, I. It, but then again, the last time I was like this with you was a week before a Buffalo's Bill Bill Buffaloes. I can't talk. I speak proper good England. What do you know about education, you melt? This podcast is getting worse. <laughs> um, the last time I was like this for the Chiefs was just before a Buffalo Bills game. Yeah. That was the 13 second game. I remember us having a conversation on this very platform <laughs> and me being like, oh, it's, it's the worst. We're not going to beat the Bills. They're too good for us. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then the Chiefs went and done their thing, their 13 seconds. And I thought everything was gravy again. So, yeah, we'll have yeah. to see what happens this weekend. But right now, my, t- my confidence and my confidence is at an all-time low, but my frustration is at an all-time high. I'm like a really good-looking man that can't get laid. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with me? Yeah, uh, I, I, I hear you, mate. It just feels very frustrating. Um, I feel like you and I at the minute are looking like the players on the sideline, looking like Pacheco and Kelsey on the sideline, just sat there just staring into space going, what on earth? Or what you were doing, yeah. Um, it, it is it is difficult getting up for a, a half one game over here. Um, and when you when you when you hear that alarm go off at one o'clock in the morning, when you've had a bit of a sleep before the game, and you wake up thinking, "Oh God, how's this game going to go?" <laughs> it doesn't really fill you full of confidence, yeah. does it? But um, you know, I suppose you've got to ride with the punches as well, don't you? Um, but anyway, uh, we'll take a quick break, and when we come back. We'll be taking a look at the Hourhead Pride Power Rankings and we'll be previewing the Chiefs versus the Bills. See you soon. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there, welcome back to the Great British Chief Show with Brad and Tom. As usual, this is part of the show where Tom does his Arrowhead Pride power rankings. Are you ready, Tom? Here we go! <laughs> Here we go! I, I'm sorry, I love Dak Prescott's cadence. I, 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 got, like, I watched the Cowboys-Seahawks game the other day, and Al Michaels, you could just hear him chuckling. Like, I, I slagged off Al Michaels a few weeks ago on this podcast, right? because I thought he'd lost it. But then he brought it back because just the way he was chuckling every single time that Dak Prescott done his cadence. You could just hear him like, they're like Dick Dastily. <laughs> <laughs> Giving all of that like every single time. I love it. The, yeah. Here we go. You need to put some of them in over here just in case someone <laughs> hasn't heard it. This list is his podcast. But yeah. like, obviously Peyton had his Omaha, didn't he? Omaha! And obviously yeah, Alex Martin. Well, anyway, but Dak going, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> is that the best one you've heard? I might, I might just do it before I start work every day. Let's <laughs> walk in through the door, smash yeah. the doors open. Here we go. Any task at work. Here we go. <laughs> I love it. Good on. I, 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 honestly, if I was a defensive tackle, I would just wet myself with laughter. <laughs> laughter. I just, I think it's excellent. I, I do. Like, I don't know why or how they thought that thought about that. I don't know how or why or what they done to make that a thing, but it's just phenomenal. It should be more well, like that, shouldn't it? Well, yeah, they should. They, yeah. Let's have more fun with cadences, please, <laughs> NFL quarterbacks. This is how bored you are watching the Chiefs right now. Yeah, yeah, Mahomes. Can you surprise me with a cadence on Sunday? Uh, please, something worth waking up for. Yeah, please, <laughs> please, please, please. Right, power rankings, right? Yeah, top That's five. What you, want. you want a top five from me? So, the top five, no, 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 no longer has the Kansas City Chiefs in it, really. Yep, they are now sixth, and yeah, wow. Deservedly so. Like the yeah. the next five teams, in my opinion, are all better than them. So yeah, uh, in fifth is the Miami Dolphins. Okay. In fourth is here we go, <laughs> <laughs> the Cowboys. Um, in third is the Eagles. Bit of a drop for them. Come right. The third. Well, they did um, look a bit mediocre. I must admit. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. Are you I really want to stay up and watch Eagles Cowboys on Sunday night, but I'm not game. going to. But I, I would really like to. Yeah. Um, if I didn't have work on Monday, I absolutely would be. I actually called the 49ers beating them. You know, I I, I knew they were going to oh, trouble. Yeah, you and everyone else because the 49ers, the, the Eagles. Oh come on, Tom, give me that, please. Yeah, yeah just on, give me that, please. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, yes, Bradley. I absolutely expected the Eagles to pummel the 49ers. <laughs> I was so shocked. You know, I have these small game. little victories every now and again, and you just okay. never let me have them, do you? Okay, I'm sorry. All right, all right, uh, wife. Um, <laughs> um, second is the Baltimore Ravens, and first are the San Francisco 49ers, who look very, very, very my good. pick for the Super Bowl. My pick for the Super Bowl, so yeah, in fact, top top two there, in, yeah, when they're both, the, yeah, both yeah. picks for the Super Bowl, Ravens, Ravens 49ers. So, see, so you can't even let me have that either, can you? <laughs> no, yeah. Shocking. Uh, right. Okay. Um, cellar dwellers. No change. <laughs> no change. <laughs> I don't expect this to change at all uh, throughout the year. The The Panthers are face second and the Patriots are face first. Wow. Um, it's a hell of a stat. Like the, the Patriots are the first team since 1938 to hold their opponents to 10 points or less in three consecutive games. Since 1938? Yeah. No, listen. To hold their opponents to 10 or less points in three consecutive games and lose them all. <laughs> Before the Second World War? Yep. 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 That's a hell of a start. Yep. Well done, Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's uh, that's some kind of record that you want when you're potentially going to be the greatest coach of all time. 
Yeah, to be tied to a record before World War Two. Wow. Yeah, it's, uh, that's amazing. That's a good start. Did you find that stat, or was it? Did, are you just taking somebody else? All right. Why could I find no. that? <laughs> <laughs> what what no. did make me laugh though about the um, the Patriots? I, I don't know if you saw it during the Amazon game, the first night of football from last week. Mm. They showed a graphic for Steelers versus Patriots, which is this week's game on um, Amazon. And for the Steelers, they used TJ Watt, but for the Patriots, they had no one to use. So they just put up a picture of Bill Belichick. <laughs> <laughs> They had the Jabril Peppers thing last week with the Patriots when they was on NFL films. NFL films done him dirty, going to Saquon Barkley, going, you're lucky we're ass. <laughs> oh, yes. <yeah, saw> <laughs> oh, man. That, that'll win the fans over, won't it? Oh, he had to apologise to his teammates and everything. Like, oh, God. I mean, he wasn't lying, was he? <laughs> I mean, at, the, at this point, I, I'm convinced that the Patriots are almost, or the fans are actually expecting them just to be tanking now. I just think they're... <laughs> 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 I think they're just disguising the fact or, or trying to save save face a little bit by just saying, oh, yeah, yeah, we're actually tanking for, tanking for Caleb Williams. You know, that, that that's yeah, probably yeah, what yeah. we're doing. Um, no, you're just... <laughs> But the thing is, like, their defense is still phenomenal. Like, I know they yeah. haven't played very, like, the the offenses they've played the last few weeks aren't exactly, like, great offenses. In fact, they're some of the worst offenses in the league. But the defense that Bill Belichick still puts out every week is very good. Like, yeah. I fully expect the Chiefs to struggle next week against the Patriots. Like, Mahomes has always struggled against the Patriots offensively. Mm. Now, I don't think the Chiefs are in any danger of losing that game because oh, the Patriots are going to... You've the Patriots aren't going to score any points, right? Right. But if you're the Patriots, you're in a conundrum because like Bill Belichick has done so much for you and he's still pumping out these phenomenal defences after phenomenal mm. defences. So he's clearly getting half the, half the side of the ball, right? Yeah. What do you do about the other half? Because there's a chance that you bring in a new coach and everything goes to shit. Like, yeah. I, I don't know what you do if you're the Patriots. You should be thinking, right, what are we going to do for the future? how are we going to move this thing forward? But at the same time, is it going to have to get a lot worse before it gets a hell of a lot better? Mm. Is this is this rock bottom for the Patriots now? Because I'm not completely convinced that this is rock bottom. I, I feel like they could lose Bill and get even worse. Because say they get rid of Bill and then they get this new quarterback, but the coach is crap and the quarterback turns out to be crap. Like There are only one, two games this year anyway so far. Does that mm. mean they become a one-win team next year? I, I, I don't. I, I feel like Bill is holding them together as much as he possibly can. Yeah, and I think they are in a slippery slope right now. And they, if they do decide to get rid of Belichick, they absolutely need to nail their coach selection because if they don't, the Patriots. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? The Patriots could be so bad for so 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 wow. long. Just... If it's me, if it's me, I think you stick with Bill. And yeah. you just hope that you get the quarterback right. You I feel get like the quarterback I, right and you get a new offensive coordinator, someone completely unknown, and you try and pry away an offensive coordinator from another team, then I think you stand a chance. I don't feel like getting rid of Bill is the right way to go. I feel like I've reached the promised land. I do. I feel like I've reached the point where the Chiefs are brilliant. Well, so mediocre at the minute, but obviously, you know, recent, you know, recent Super Bowl champions and the Patriots are sh- it's almost like just complete bliss. <laughs> I, I, I've dreamt of this moment <laughs> for years, waiting for this 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 Patriots dynasty to die, <laughs> and it's, I feel like it's dead. It's proper dead now, and yeah. Bill's still there, and it's dead. Yeah, we probably should have saved all this for next week's podcast, but it's fine. We can just say it again. <laughs> we'll say it all again next week. I, I can't stop talking about them anyway because I just hate them. I hate them. Even though the crap, I still hate them. Anyway, let's get on to the Bills. I f- I'm fearing this game. I'm really fearing this game. I know the Bills have been like, they're a 6-6 six and six team right now, and they seem to be pretty much similar to where the, the way the Chiefs season's going at the minute as well. Um, although, obviously, the Chiefs have got a better win-loss record. I just feel like when you look at the stats of this team, both teams are very, very similar. Very, very similar. I think that, well, no, I'm not going to go crazy. They're not, they're not better than us. They aren't better than us. But I probably fear them a lot. 
going into this week. Do you know why I fear them? Why? Because of the star players that they've got. Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, Josh Allen. He's had an up and down season, let's be honest. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is one of those games where Josh Allen might just go, do you know what, this is... This is the time to shine. The Chiefs are not probably not putting up 20 points on us this time, which I don't think they will, actually. I don't think the Chiefs will put 20 points on this Bills team. I really They're don't. Gonna lose. They're going to lose. Simple as. Straight to, straight to predictions. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're going to lose. They're, they're going to lose. If they don't put up 20 points, they're going to lose. I, <laughs> I am petrified of Josh Allen. Yep. Because when he gets it right, he really gets it right. Like yeah. He can go on streaks and he has done throughout his career, of not playing particularly well. And yeah. that's just who he is, right? But when he gets on a hot streak, how does he get hot? And like, yeah. it, it, on his day, he's as good as any quarterback in this in this league, including Mahomes. Mm-hmm. What separates Mahomes from every other quarterback in the league is the consistency that of which he does play so well. That's why he has all the records because he plays at a level, at a ridiculously high level all time, and he very rarely has bad games. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen has a lot of bad games, but when he plays well, he is borderline unplayable. And the Chiefs have seen that in the past. Like, the only thing that stopped Josh Allen from winning a Super Bowl is Mahomes going into God mode. Mm-hmm. That was it. Like, if Mahomes was in God mode, Josh Allen in the divisional games was in demi god mode, right? Yeah. That, that's that that's how well Josh Allen played, and he went on a heater for the start of last year as well. Now he's been up and down since then, but that's who Josh Allen is. My fear is that you're now putting the Bills into a situation where they kind of need to win out, or they need to win at least three or four, three or four games to stand a chance of making the playoffs. And if they need, no, they need this game. And they know they can move the ball on this Chiefs defense because they have done previously. And they've won in Arrowhead plenty. Remember, they've lost, they've won in Arrowhead twice now. Yeah. I know they've lost a few games, but they've won there twice. So they're not scared of playing in Arrowhead. They're just scared of playing in Arrowhead in the playoffs. So during the regular season, the Bills have actually had the better of this matchup mm-hmm. in, in recent times. So if the Chiefs offense is stalling, and again, we're going to get this offensive output of, 17 to 20 points then that's not going to be enough to beat this team because yes the Chiefs defense are playing very well but the Bills have so many weapons and the Bills if they do flick a switch and they do go into that that mode which they can get into then the Chiefs are going to lose this game like Mm -hmm. yeah I know they lost against the Eagles a couple of weeks ago they also played really well but the Eagles offense played really well the Chiefs can't match what the Eagles can do at top gear at the moment. It's just not impossible. It's not possible for the Chiefs' offense to do that. Yeah. But if the Eagles, Bills reach a similar level to what they did against the Eagles, then they're going to win this game. It's it really comes down to what the offense can do for the Chiefs mm-hmm. against this Bills defense because I feel like the Bills are going to get theirs regardless, and that's despite all the success the Chiefs' defense have had. I, I just feel like the Bills are in, going to be in that frame of mind where they have this must-win game. And it's going to be like a leave it on the field, leave it all on the field type of game. Mm. And Josh Allen, when he typically when he's in that kind of position, tends to perform quite well. The thing that fears me the most, or makes me fearful the most of the Bills, is they have the potential to really turn it on. Where the Chiefs right now at the minute don't look as though they've got the potential to really turn it on. That is a great point. Yeah. Please continue. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't. I think I mentioned it in a, in a show previously where I mentioned that I feared that this Chiefs offense has already hit its ceiling. And this is all we're going to get from this Chiefs offense. You might get flashes every now and again, but there's no further potential that I can see right now that this Chiefs team can really kind of elevate to that next level where the Bills have got that. They've got that fear factor where those star players really could just put it all together and play lights out against us. And going back to what I was saying just previously, just about the the fact that both teams seem very similar, and you can tell that by the stats. Just looking briefly at the stats here, they're very, very similar. Points against per game, fifth of the Bills, third of the Chiefs. Total yards per game, sixth of the Bills, ninth of the Chiefs. Passing yards per game, 
sixth for the Bills, ninth for the Chiefs, and rushing yards against per game, 20th for the Bills, 19th for the Chiefs. And both teams seem as though they're having a similar season, yet the win-loss records are just completely different right now. But, like I said, I think the Bills have got that potential to really kind of elevate, and they have got it in the locker. They have got it in the locker with those star players they've got. And, like you said, if Josh Allen's feeling right, all right on the night, he's the guy that's going to really kind of start yeah. dropping bombs on on the, on this Chiefs defense. And it, you you could be right as well from what you were saying about the, the you know the the Packers actually finding something out about the Chiefs defense where they've been doing a lot of crossing routes. Bills might be looking at that now, going, "We got some recent tape now that we can really kind of use that in this next game." And it could be the unlocking of this Chiefs defense. That's why I'm so fearful. I, there's a lot of fear dripping out of me. Can you tell? Mm. <laughs> there's a lot of fear dripping out of me of this game. Um, and I just don't know how the Chiefs can actually win this game unless it's something, unless it's the defense really bailing them out again. But I think there's too much firepower to stop this this Bills offense for me. Yeah, the Chiefs get opportunities like they did against the Packers. They can't <laughs> in the bed. No. Essentially, like you can't have red zone turnovers, you can't have red zone penalties, you can't take red zone sacks. Yeah, like you, you in between the twenties against the Packers, the Chiefs were pretty good. It's just when they got to the red zone, they were god awful. Yeah, and they can't do that against this Bills team. Like you made a point about the the Bills being able to switch on and produce an offensive performance that's mm. noteworthy. Like the Chiefs, what they've reached thirty points twice this year, I believe. Is it once against the Bears and once against the Chargers? They're the only two. T- yeah, they've reached thirty points. Oh, against the Raiders as well. Raiders, yeah, yeah, Raiders, yeah. Yeah, where the the Bills, you look at what they've done offensively this year. They scored thirty four points in their last outing against the Eagles. Unlucky to lose. Mm-hmm. Probably should have won that game. And they scored thirty two points in their game before that against the Jets. Then you look a bit further back towards the start of the season. They scored forty eight points against. Dolphins, they scored 37 points against the Commanders. They scored 38 points against the Raiders. It's five times yeah. the Bills have switched on and gone above and beyond what the Chiefs have managed so far this season. They, now, it does work the other way as well. I was going to say the, 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 well, the, the other way it does work as well because they do have games where they're just awful. They only scored 14 points against the Giants. They, they scored 22 points against the Broncos, which actually was 13 more points than we scored against them. Yeah. Um, so they do have games where they aren't good, but that's back to the Josh Allen theory, isn't it? That's what is Josh Allen going to produce. But I've, I love your point about the Chiefs, like the Chiefs mm-hmm. offense. I don't feel like they can. They can go a little higher, but I feel like the Raiders is like the absolute ceiling for this offense yeah. going forward. That type of performance where the Bills, with the power that they have, with the superstars that they have at their disposal, because it's through the air, they have the ability to score points quicker than the Chiefs do. Where the Chiefs, you look at them now, the way that they can score points is through the run game, which takes a lot more time, which ultimately leads to less points. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I I look at the two teams and I see a team that looks more like the Chiefs in the Bills and I see a Chiefs team that looks more like the traditional Bills. There's kind of like roles reversed at the moment and mm-hmm. I'm going to take the team that looks more like the Chiefs traditionally than the team that looks more like the Bills traditionally. Uh, predictions, what we're going yeah. with here. I think the Chiefs are going to lose this game. Um, unless something drastically happens on the offense. Yeah. Unless unless they do go to 12, 13 personnel and they do just try and... like, Do you remember when we played the Bills in Ralph Wilson a few years ago during the COVID year? Yeah. And they Clyde ran something stupid like 200 yards or 180 oh, yeah. yards or something yeah. like that. And they just ran the ball down the Bills' throat. If they can go top that kind of game plan, then the Chiefs stand a chance, but mm. I just don't trust the patience of Andy Reid, and I don't trust the patience of Patrick Mahomes and Matt Nagy. I feel like there's an urge in there to get something going mm. with his receivers, even though it's clearly not there, and I think ultimately that might come and bite the Chiefs on the arse. So I'm going to go with the Bills, um, but at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs do beat them, because they are yeah. the Chiefs. They're as inconsistent as the Bills are. Um, but I'm going to say the Bills are going to win 30 to 27 or something like that. Like the Chiefs get a little bit more on offense, but the Bills mm. just have a little bit too much because of the star power. Like it, like it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs score four touchdowns 
but they're all coming from the run game or screen passes or the tight ends. But <laughs> then the Bills score four touchdowns themselves and they're all receivers just to rub it in. Like yeah. <laughs> receiver catches and yeah. Look at all the receivers we've got. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. We'll never get this. We'll never get this. <laughs> no, we had it. We had it. <laughs> yeah. We just threw yeah, them away. That's what I'm going with. I'm going Bills 30. He's 27. Uh, well, my heart's saying Chiefs. It always does. My heart always does say Chiefs. And there's always that hope in there that, you know, the Chiefs will pull it out of the bag. We've seen it so many times where the Chiefs have just come out of really kind of adverse situations and they pull it out of the bag. And I really want to go with my heart on this, but I think my mind's just really just playing around in my head at the minute about the fear factor of this Bills team that could turn up. Um, and if this Bills team that could turn up is suddenly the season bills that we've seen in the past where they've just steamrolled teams. I fear that the Chiefs are going to lose this 17-31. Wow. Yeah. Two score home, two mm-hmm. score home loss. Yeah. That'll bring the boobads out. Wouldn't it? Time. Wouldn't yeah. it? Um, and I, I, like I said, I, I don't want it to happen. I, I fear it would happen. And especially, like you said, it, it, at our head. I think it could be a real kind of down moment. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer on this. I really don't. I, I don't feel like I, I should be a Debbie, a Debbie Downer with an 8-4 and four team. I mean, how many years have we gone through this Chiefs organisation having really terrible seasons? And yet we're sat here at 8-4 and four, and we're all like, oh, well, it's just not really great at the minute, is it? You know, it, it's... It is what it's, it is right now. It's because you can see the flaws that are ultimately going to cost us yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's that's why uh, you can see the flaws. They're not being addressed. In fact, they're getting exacerbated every every single week. Big yeah. congrats, Tom. Um, yeah, so that's why you just you can see the issues and they're not being addressed. So. Well, I mean, I suppose Butker's got a hundred percent record right now. Maybe we just start kicking field goals from fifty yard line every time. Yeah. Get to the fifty yard line, keep kicking field goals. We can go like the Pittsburgh Steelers of the uh, divisional round <laughs> in two thousand and sixteen route, shall we? Yeah, yeah. Just win by field goal. 2017, 2000, yeah. Yeah. Kick six field goals, concede two touchdowns and still win. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a game plan. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right then, let's get out of here, mate, because uh, I'm just going to talk myself into doom and gloom. I'm going to hit the bottle again, probably. Uh, right. So that's all we've got time for this week. If you don't know by now, we're here every Wednesday until the end of the season. So please feel free to interact with Tom and I via Twitter at TomCharles56 and at BritChiefUK and let us know your thoughts and takes on the Chiefs so far this season. Stick around on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network for more shows to get you through the season and the festive period. If you haven't done so already, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts so that we can read them out here on the Great British Chiefs show and also on the Editor's Show with Pete and John. It would be great to hear your thoughts on how how we're doing. But all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another... We'll speak to you again soon. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after after each game to unpack exactly what happened. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe.